millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This week in League, the West Tigers amend their logo to reflect the fact they don't have any claws. Dane Laurie cops a massive punishment for celebrating in a Panthers jersey, being named the West Tigers' best player. Tyrone May changes his surname to Gaia as his role in the club is reduced to fucking the halfback's sister. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for the off-season, the 2021 NRL season. Why more? Welcome to episode 439 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How you feeling, fellas? Great. A bit flat, like it's over now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm still on cloud just, one. <laughs> I, can't, I literally can't even fucking remember who won the, the grand final anymore. I can't even remember who was in it. Well. like That's how that's how far the season's gotten, gotten away. The well, West Tigers won the premiership. Our fullback was fucking celebrating like a fucking <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> it is a good thing then that I shall be here to remind you that Penrith indeed won the premiership. The most hard-fought and greatest premiership in the history of the sport. Oh, right. That's it, boys. I've had enough. The biggest, the, <laughs> the biggest asterisk season since the Storm were cheating the cap. With wow. nothing, nothing but great guys in the team who did things like proposed to their long-time childhood sweetheart. That's actually toxic max masculinity, trying to force a decision on her in a public environment where she would be obliged to not say no <laughs> through embarrassment. Or he believes that strongly about equity that he could not accept his ring without offering one to her. <laughs> and oh. then, by giving her a lap dance to Ginuwine's pony um, because it is absolutely polite to ask somebody if they are horny and then to suggest that you do it. Oh, I mean, like, it is the fucking gold... It is the gold standard of fucking stripper songs. Yeah. If there's a better fucking stripper song, I've not fucking heard it. Which Which is funny because strippers don't normally have ponies. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> what about you, Glennie? Have you got a go-to song for when Mrs. Glennie's feeling a, a little bit frisky? And... When she's feeling like she might want to finally fucking, you know, choke you for the first time? <laughs> Look, I, I, tend not to, I tend not to play a lot of music because I like it really quiet so I can just make sure that she's still breathing. Jesus, that got dark. <laughs> Man, I don't, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even want to unpack that anymore. Glenn? Let's change the subject. Just, you You've ruined it, Glenny. Remember? You've gone and fucked it. It's squeeze, not press. 
Gotcha. Are we still talking about the metal straw in the, the, the urethra sites? of your corpse? Are we still talking about that? No, no, no that was pre that was pre show discussion. Yeah, I know. But that's not, that's not suitable for the ears Jesus. of the children. Bringing the DMs out into the timeline here, buddy. Only part of it, just to give people yeah. a little taste of the quality. God. Yeah. Right. Um, look, this week with the with the news, it's just, it's been nothing but bad fucking behaviour from top to bottom, and I've just this is this is in no order, of course, but this is the order of the tabs that I've got set up here. But the first story is I need you to comment, Glenny on this ridiculousness from Dane Laurie in his debut Panthers jersey from last year, <laughs> driving around, throwing up the fucking double shuckers, celebrating Panthers winning the grand final on Sunday night. Mate, he's just happy for his mates. Just celebrating, you know, celebrating look, with his mates. On this show, we have on numerous occasions talked about how it grinds your fucking gears when your team gets beaten by 40 and the players are having a laugh as they're walking off the field and cracking jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. This takes that to a whole new level. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. I get look, it's not, it's not a great look. I've got, I've got to admit. It's not and a look, great honestly, look. Honestly, him like celebrating you know, and being happy for his mates, there's not a problem in the world with that. But I don't think he had to fucking LARP and cosplay like a, <laughs> a fucking <laughs> Panthers player when he pl- is paid... It's the same as, like, for example, a friend of ours that we all know works for, a, you know, a, a very, you know, well-known international brand, fashion brand, let's say. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. Maybe, maybe. Stop, stop trolling. He does. Mate, and no, he doesn't. Shut the he fuck works up. for, at best, a second-tier fucking imitator of a global sports technology giant. Listen, wow. now, is not, now is not the time for you to try and you know, diminish things, making the point that if he is seen in the other gear, he'll lose his fucking job straight up. Yeah, nah, he won't because he's done it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's NRL related. I won't spoil that story. I'll let him do it. Yeah, yeah. And then, well, now, oh. now, I know what you're, yeah, now I know what you're talking about. I do so, remember that. Yeah. He made that uh, mistake, but he made that mistake. Well, that wasn't that recent, though, either, was it? Oh, I think yeah. he made that fuck up fa- fairly early. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, I, you know, I've have you. There's stories of you do tours of the Pepsi factory. Yes. Um, and like somebody says, oh, you know, such and such Coke, and they legit get the shits and say, we prefer not to use the imitator's name in here. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it even it's, it's even even uh, you know if uh, you know I've had have friends growing up you know that work for McDonald's and stuff, and you, you know you can't go, you say you work at McDonald's at a Westfield or something, you can't be in your McDonald's gear eating KFC and then go, and then roll up to KFC and grab yeah, yeah grab feed. That's it. So um yeah, that's that's the sort of thing that this is. Except on a, obviously much, he's being paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> To represent one one club, and yeah. then not and not and the, and like sure, it's a one that it's yeah you know, he he grew up with them he he made his and, debut for them. But it's also it's also not like there are a bunch of people who eat McDonald's and only eat McDonald's and are passionate about McDonald's <laughs> above and beyond any yeah. other sort of fast food. Yeah, outside you of know? the administration itself to get angry about it, but actually like 
fans of McDonald's that are going to lynch this fucking well, this little know, he, kid on the fry station because he went and ate KFC. <laughs> he has some fucking <laughs> poor kid that's probably contemplating getting him tattooed on himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? There's not going to be some little fucking mentally handicapped person that sees you in your fucking Macca's uniform hoeing into a zinger that, that then wants to question everything they hold dear in life. That will legitimately happen with sports teams. But now if you if, if someone's going to get a Dane Laurie tattoo, it has to be that photo. 100% it does. <laughs> it I'm going to get one. But if you're a Tigers fan, you're getting one. You are not. Do you, get the guy to, do you get the guy to put a Tigers jersey on him, though, if you're getting the tattoo, Glennie? No, fuck I'm, no. As I'm is. Get Premier's 21 with that underneath it. I'll <laughs> 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 tell you what, imagine, imagine Fuck, you he looked happy, year. though. I'll give him that. He looked happy, and it's the happiest I've seen him all year. <laughs> Interesting, though. Okay, so, like, obviously, because Penrith's such a, a fertile nursery. What do they say? Thir- thirteen of that grand final team were local juniors, mm. right? Or thirteen were um, came through, up, came through yep. the system, uh, which is which is fucking massive. Like that is mm. a massive achievement, especially in this day and age where you know clubs like Melbourne and the Roosters exist. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go through your team, Nate, could you definitively say? who your players supported as kids? No, you really only hear you, you really only hear the stories. Very rarely you hear like for me, the only time I I've heard of players clubs that they supported that were different to the ones that they ended up ultimately playing with when they started their playing career. Mm. The only ones that stick in my mind are ones that I heard were Manly fans growing up. And that's the thing, you only hear about those because they're like, the dream come true, I was a Manly fan growing well, up. Well, no, 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 no these, the, the two that immediately come to mind that were Manly fans growing up but never played for Manly. Oh, never played, Wend- sorry. Yeah, Wendell Saylor and um, Woodsy. Oh, so, fucking I dodged mean, one there. <laughs> fucking I did. And let me tell you, we dodged, we, we really, thank, 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 fuck, I just wanted to be just a moment of like, you know, grateful you know, just just to express my gratefulness to Anthony Griffin <laughs> for for paying Woodsy what he thinks he's worth. I've seen Dragons fans say, "Oh yeah, we only paid him like you know, we only paid him like two hundred grand." No, you're not. I'll tell you what. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why you're not because he was offered that from a club that's a fucking top four club and he didn't the, take it. The, so there's a there's a diagram of the predator fucking bicep flex with you and <laughs> with you and me, and in the middle. Anthony Griffin's recruitment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, and, and he's, Wendell Saylor, what a fucking example. You yeah. know, spent all of his career, won multiple premierships with the Broncos. Mm-hmm. But well, which not all of his career, he finished up with the Dragons. Most of his career. No, no, but... But what yeah. I'm saying is, which club is he now an ambassador for? Well, I mean, the club he finished his career with. Exactly. Ultimately, yeah. And also that his son... I mean, well, his son was playing with, didn't he? But he got... He's, he, Tristan's gone too, isn't he? Yeah, he got punted, didn't he? Was yeah, he? yeah. Didn't, didn't fit Anthony's um, colour chart. <laughs> yeah. The old fucking... The old Griffin Dulux pamphlet. <laughs> didn't... Yeah, look... And look... Uh, honestly, like, not, not, being, not being a Tigers fan. Like, if it was one of my guys doing that... I, yeah. I, would, I would be fucking furious. I'm not. I'm not even going to try and like 
say like you know I'm going to rise above it, but I, I'm the I'm the one that hates the guys laughing on the field when they get flogged mm. more than yeah more than anyone. Do you know, what the Tigers do? They go the out and, and continue to name him as their co best yeah. player for the year. Can I tell you how unacceptable it is? If the Mozzies, if that happened to the Mozzies when one of them won a premiership and the other one didn't, mm. and the fucking twin was celebrating his brother winning a premiership with the other wearing team's the, jersey, wearing the jersey, that would even be unacceptable. Yeah, yeah. It's, wearing the yeah. jersey though, like I mean, yeah, yeah like it's, it's it's the wearing the jersey. Like I'm happy for him to be happy for his buddies who are like probably among his best friends, yep. but like throwing the jersey on and doing laps down in fucking Mulgoa or whatever. I mean, that's. Yeah, you're taking it too far, son. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> in a pandemic, too. like Very West Tigers of you to rush up there, Dane. Yeah. You've, you've yeah. rushed up. Yep. Um, let's, right oh, let's, let's see what more bad behavior I can look up here. We've got um, escalating bad behavior this week, actually. We had the Melbourne Storm situation. Just wanted to get your guys' opinion on um, what, do you, what, what do you make of this, this Melbourne Storm situation whereby they had the press conference... And they were talking about the white powder, never saying what it was or confirming what it was. The mm. players were apparently too drunk to recall what the white powder was that they ingested in the videos that were that were released. Yeah, fuck. And and they weren't drug tested. And they weren't drug tested. And so um, Munster got hit pretty well. He got financially. He got hit pretty hard. He got a a, a, a suspended fine of a hundred thousand dollars. Um, he's been axed from the Storm's leadership group. Uh, this, the NRL have fined him thirty grand and suspended him for a match. Um, Brandon Smith was fined fifteen grand and suspended for a match, and uh, Chris Lewis was fined four thousand and suspended for a match. And then they have to go through some uh, training and edu- education um, stuff, you know, directed by the NRL. Is the training centered around? not doing drugs or finding better mates that don't videotape you doing drugs they've just got to sit down with Mr Mackey and it's just like yeah, drugs are bad and kind maybe, maybe maybe they should have put on their bucket list don't have a mate film you doing drugs because only shit cunt mates don't respect people's bucket lists I mean, yeah, exactly uh, I mean, open up a drawer list. and say okay phone's in the drawer boys that's it I was Phones, thinking about Your this. phone can go in the drawer or in the fucking pool. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> Tell me where you yeah. want it. I was thinking about this today, and and I'm a little bit shocked that Bellamy didn't see... Because the fatal combination here is, is Cheese and Munster. Mm-hmm. And especially Cheese and Munster without that calming influence of the Smiths, the Cronks, whatever. Now, I'm. this is only me making wild assumptions, right? I'm pretty sure that... I don't want to say Smith and Cronk never partook in any of that stuff. You know, I don't know. But I guarantee you that if they did, again, I'm not saying they did, if they did, they would have done the whole, you know, fuck, there are some rules about this shit. Phones in the drawers, this and this and this and this and this mm-hmm. and this and this. Um... But, but just that combination of, of Munster's loose side and Cheese's loose side without controls around it, yeah. I, I reckon Bellamy will be, be kicking himself for not, not seeing that tornado before it happened. 
Um, but what's he? What's he going to do? Well, how's he? How's he stop that? You would put minders in place for stuff like that because you would understand that up until that point, there were the old heads there that kept things sensible. Because a hundred percent, it's but not a minder is like... only effective if they if they have an element of respect for the minder. Otherwise, they will just go out of their way to fucking duck him. Uh, I think yeah, if the minder is installed by the coach where the respect is. Yeah, they're, is, they're the coach the... by proxy. Mm. Yeah. And it's not that the minder's there saying don't do cocaine. Yeah, the minder is there saying if we're going to do cocaine, are there any telephones out? Yeah. You know, that sort of stuff. Yeah, fair call. Hey, if we're going to go for a walk down to the bar to get some drinks, does anyone have any cocaine on them? Because if you have cocaine on you, we're going to need to leave the cocaine here. Yep. That sort of stuff, you know? Um, moving on from that, it the, the rates of that sort of illicit drug use in Australia are that ridiculously prevalent. I also think there's a missed opportunity for a larger conversation here. The media seem to be very stuck, and the fucking public seem to be very stuck in this 1980s, oh, just say no to drugs. Just say no to drugs. There's only a small percentage of people and they're down and out no-hopers that use drugs. Uh, It's not the fucking way it is, and anyone that spent any time out there, and especially around young people, um, it is fucking everywhere that does apply to some people though I mean at the grand final there was an example of someone that really should have listened to someone telling them say no to drugs be that alcohol or whatever the fuck else give me a that that was that person's parent (laughs) and I don't see how it's fair for you to blame him (laughs) on fetal alcohol syndrome (laughs) Um, but but I, I really think that there's, there's a missed larger conversation here instead of just doing the whole, oh, drugs, terrible, drugs. Yeah. So bad. They, they took drugs. Why? You know, why do they feel the need for it? Why is there such easy access to it? You know, but um, I, I also think it was pretty poor for them to, and, and I understand why they did it. So while I think it was poor, there were good reasons why it was a white powder. It was just a white powder. It was just a white powder. Yeah, that you know, if they come out and say that we were doing cocaine, that's a one-way ticket to to charges. Yeah, um, it, it seemed like they had some fairly handy legal advice as to how to structure that conversation. Yeah, not be drawn into anything. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so while we were talking, I did have a look at them, and and they are going to be required to support community-based programs such as In League in Harmony and youth programs in partnership with local government partners and local rugby league clubs. Yep. So, look, the, the Storm say they're holding their, them accountable for their actions. Only half as accountable as Reese Walsh is being held for his actions. Yeah. Mm. But uh, Although, again, Reese Walsh has done very well here. Mm-hmm. But if it wasn't the police that pulled the cocaine out of his pocket, would he have admitted to it? Mm. You know, well, he if, wouldn't have even been. It wouldn't have even hit the papers. Yeah, but no. If there was, if there was a photograph of him, yeah, right. Would, yeah, I, I dare say he would be on the white powder bandwagon as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? um, Knowing the Melbourne Storm, I'm sure they'll spin it 
and there'd be a third-party endorsement deal with fucking Nappy Sand or something as with cheese and Munster up front going, you know how we love the white yeah. powder, slip it into your wash. Fucking- yeah, I, can tell you, I, can, I can tell you a thousand percent that is not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, then all, like, all of a sudden they rail this massive line and be like, oh, that doesn't feel right. And then it cuts to their baby with all the other babies licking their nappy and going off their heads. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 no. Oh, no. fucking the, the, latest, the latest out of Melbourne. Did you hear the latest out of Melbourne? What's that? There's a teacher has started a fucking class action to say that they should not be forced to get the vaccine. Oh, God. And still be able to teach kids, including kids with compromised immune systems. I mean, that teacher could move up and become the fucking king of Byron Bay with that kind of attitude. Uh, <laughs> is that a, is that a title? <laughs> Who currently holds that title? Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth, I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, as we as we go down the, uh, the, the slide of bad behaviour, we go to the, the, the next incremental level. Well, it's not incremental, it's fucking far worse. Oh, Rocks and Diamonds himself, Manu Vadavai, faces life in prison after amending his plea and uh, pleading guilty to the drug import scandal, uh, which was uh, revolved around the importation of, uh, of methamphetamine. And uh, this is an, almost a two-year legal saga, although his name was suppressed for quite a while, and it was just sort of known as one of the biggest names in New Zealand sport. But then, uh, well, it was probably like late, late last year, I think, when his name finally came out, and um, he was one of four people arrested in 2019, uh, following a joint investigation with uh, the county's Manukau Police and Customs into methamphetamine supply, and he's been charged with importing, possessing, and supplying methamphetamine in uh, September, October, and November of 2019. And he had some additional allegations around him as well, but because he's pleading guilty to the, the main one they want, they're going to drop those ones. And uh, life in prison awaits... When, when the Kiwis do that, does that mean life as in life in Australia, or life as in life in America? It's an excellent question, and uh, yeah, one for one of our Kiwi listeners, I presume. Nice. But, uh, um, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. Like how we consider a life sentence to be whatever the, the maximum penalty is life in prison. Yep. Um, how, however, he is he is free on bail at the moment. Okay, with, well, not, with, uh, with some with a curfew. Yeah, it's not like any fucking airports are open anyway. What's he going to do? <laughs> well, the, yeah, you're free on bail. Oh, we're in stage whatever lockdown, so you can't leave your house. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, at, so at the moment, free on bail in New Zealand is equal to house arrest anyway. So. Fuck, I tell you. So what, it sounds good on paper. They're doing it tough over there. Shout out to all our New Zealand listeners fans fucking stay strong shit will get better get vaccinated don't be like those shit cunts in Melbourne <laughs> don't to be fair Manu Vatavai was actually just trying to make it better for them and he's fucking now got life in prison I mean <laughs> fair enough his fucking methods are a little questionable but the intent was there he was also he, he was also doing it he was also doing it like three or four months before COVID hit New Zealand. So I mean, you fair, it's fair to say he's like yeah, you know, some kind of uh, clairvoyant or perhaps a time traveller. <laughs> so so the real crime here 
was that he just used up all of the cold and flu medication. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there was no codril left in the entire country. <laughs> fucking hell. Look, it... Fuck, it's fucking sad, hey. Um, it is It is sad. Like, just like looking at it, uh, you know, from a, a non-legal, you know, from just like a straight-up rugby league fan perspective, I mean, it is sad because he is one of those guys. <sighs> he's one of those names of New Zealand rugby league. Yeah. That, you know, you think of, you know, you think of first. Really, I mean, like you, you know, you think of like you know Kiwi rugby league players, sort of like the sort of modern era. You think like you know guys like you know like Benji and Stacey Jones, yeah. and like Manu's like one of he's he's pretty up there. Yeah, agreed. I, I I would just love to know what his okay I'll do it moment was. Yeah, money. Was it money? You know, was he in financial mm. trouble? That's yeah. sad in itself. Yeah. Yep. Um, was it was it the the power? Was it you know some sort of organisation, and he was near the top and and felt important, or what was it? Just that he lacked he lacked a a rush of something. Like he he gave the game up, and he didn't have that that outlet every week. Maybe he just liked to smoke rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I'm sure it'll all come out in his book. Eventually. <laughs> he's going to have a lot of time to write. I would dare say. Well, he's pleaded guilty, so really he's just down to sentencing now, isn't it? So, I believe his book's going to be called Because You Can't Smoke Diamonds. Maybe. Ooh. Nice. Ghost nice. written by uh, Glenn Blakely. <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have a go. I was playing the Tigers one day, and on the way I saw this place. It was called Ed's. <laughs> <laughs> I made it my life's mission and to... everyone there was fucking on crack <laughs> and I thought to myself wouldn't it be great if Ed's was a whole country and I decided to make it so <laughs> I want to be the king of Ed's <laughs> he's like they're making they're, make, they're, they're making all these fucking Hobbit movies over here but I'd be like fuck 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 Middle Earth bro turn it into Middle Ed's <laughs> And I tell you, jot that down, Nathan. <laughs> with this pandemic, if I cannot go to Ed's, I will make Ed's everywhere. <laughs> Ed's is everywhere, man. Ed's is everywhere, man. Lose your teeth and hair, man. Lose your teeth and hair, man. Now, the last story that I have here to talk about uh, this evening. <laughs> is uh, just uh, prior to the grand final, just after the grand final, uh, word came out that it looks like that the, the Dolphins are going to be officially announced as the uh, official uh, the NRL Brisbane expansion team uh, to join the competition in 2023. And further to that, it looks like, as you know, a lot of people you know kind of inferred, is, uh, that, that Wayne Bennett... Looks like he will be the inaugural coach of How the uh, the Redcliffe Dolphins NRL side. I guess it remains to be seen. I mean, if it's going to be you know the Brisbane Dolphins or something like that, actually, you know, if they go through, I can't imagine they're going to change their branding too much. But um, would they? Hang on, do, what are the Roosters officially called now? Are they the Sydney Roosters or are they back to the Eastern Suburbs Roosters? They're Sydney Roosters, aren't they? 
They used to they changed it they changed their name to like Sydney City or something at one point, but then I then I think they just went to Sydney, didn't they? Because remember they they did that thing where they just got rid of all the fucking directions and it was the Sydney Rabbits and the Sydney Roosters and the I think that was done on an individual um individual club by club basis and the Roosters were trying to position themselves for a world where perhaps they rationalised the numbers of clubs in Sydney. So they wanted to put their still flag the in the Sydney ground Roosters. and say yeah, so yeah, the okay. Sydney, they, they changed it, I think, to be the Sydney Roosters. So then if, if right. in some future timeline there was a rationalisation and they started cutting out some Sydney clubs, they'd be like, well, we put our flag in the dirt. We're the Sydney Roosters. So, yeah, fuck it. You know, less we're less not respect a, for history than the Tigers. Fuck. We're not, a, we're, not a suburban, we're not a suburban club anymore. We're Sydney Roosters. So we've yeah, you know, okay. planted our flag. So you can't, you can't get rid of okay. us. So, so Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, the rest of you fight over what's left. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. North Queensland, yeah. Gold Coast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So what the the North Brisbane Dolphins? Yeah. Maybe. Just be Do they cool. call them the Redcliffe Dolphins? Because you know. Yeah. Mate. I mean, look. It's, what, what, there's it, no different to calling like the Cronulla Sharks. That's or it. It was like the, Illaw- the Illawarra Steelers. Yeah. Only St George. Yes. There. So yeah. I mean. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't see why they couldn't be. I mean, it gives them a point of difference because I mean, what the crushes were South Queensland crushes. Back in the day, which is a bit fucking, bit, bit, uh, bit cumbersome. Yeah, no, that fuck that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but you know, it looks like looks like it's going to happen. Yeah, I'm not a massive fan of 17 teams. You know, I'd rather go up by two, but I think two is really stretching it. So um, looks like we're going to be back into the the old buy era, and it's uh, the more traditional buy where you don't have to play the Bulldogs to get the two points. So <laughs> the. Uh, do you reckon there'll be another announcement, perhaps that some like Perth or someone like else will come in, no, also in twenty twenty three? Not for this, not for this twenty twenty three. I don't think. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, I, I think they have realised that there is a talent drought, mm. um, or or there is a a disparity in the allocation of talent. I just think they want to stage it out. They just, want, they just want to stage it out and the reason why the Brisbane team was the first one to come through is because it all it all comes hand in hand with this additional money they're they're, they're trying to extract from you know from the, uh, the broadcasters to, to to get a new side in and also to reduce the number of channel 9 games that the Broncos have yeah mm. so um so it's all—it's all, like it's all strategic around that, and I, you know, I hesitate to use the word strategic, and, you know, with some of the decisions the NRL makes at the moment because it's uh, pretty fucking you know, dumb and uh, at, at some times. And and case in point is the uh, story that I saw come out this afternoon, where the NRL have bowed to the pressure from their media partners and decided to scale down the digital contact content arm, so NRL.com which is going to result in several redundancies. So, their recently appointed Chief Customer and Digital Officer, Alexi Baker, apparently says to improve the experience and better serve fans, they're going to uh, streamline operations at the NRL to save costs. And Fuck. that basically means that the accurate, non-sensational stories that we could rely on by going to NRL.com and the video features and all that sort of stuff is going to by and large go go bye go bye, bye, bye. yeah, yeah. Uh, they're looking at about 10 redundancies going to take place and um, basically they want to move the, the, or NRL will move, will work more closely with 9 
move away from creating news focused content themselves and uh and News Corp of course and Foxtel yeah so basically the NRL website will be going back in time to you know a couple of years ago where all you're going to get in there is uh rather than having news you're just going to get like highlights videos and yeah you know some short form content I'll tell you it it fucking pains me because one of my greatest joys this year has been the NRL post game content yep um, and even I, like I know we fucking ragged on the man's coaching mercilessly, uh, but they've got Siebes on there from time to time. Yep. And if you remember, who was one of the the greatest post game analysts that you've ever seen on TV? Also, another horrible coach. Oh, Trent. One Trent close Robinson. to my heart. No, I, um, Matt Elliott. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, and 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 I, and I, I think of him more as a radio guy because I mean, you know, you always hear him on ABC Grandstand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so no, I I have a television, so I don't listen to ABC Grandstand. Um, <laughs> I also don't call things the wireless. So, um, You're onto the but, thing. <laughs> but and I, I hope you, you watch your television while you're driving. Sometime you fucking cunt, and, then, <laughs> and, and indulge and indulge yourself in the great fucking Panthers tradition of fucking wrecking yourself in a car. Oh well, I tell you what though, as I crash into the tree, do I do I pretend to be Ben or Dane? I've got choices now. <laughs> Which Panthers great do I want to be? Um, <sighs> but tell you what, Harvard did not teach him how to coach. Fucking certainly did teach a man how to lecture. Like yeah. goes all, goes all right, Seebs. Um, yeah, it, it's absolutely fucking horrid. Imagine being being that subservient to your partners, where you will hamstring your the only leverage you have against them in the future. You know, yeah. at 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 what stage in any school of negotiation is fuck yourself in the future? a viable tactic. Now, I understand there are times like when COVID hit and they they had to, to bend over a little bit because technically they were in breach of supplying content for the contract they had. Yep, yep. But, you know, you, you've had record-breaking seasons. You've had a successful interstate season, mm-hmm. um, which has brought you know, many new fans to the game that wouldn't have got involved otherwise just by osmosis of the amount of different teams that could see live football in their local yep. area and, and and to go out and say that well hang on no this is our product that we produce we can't make additional content as we are existing in the fucking content age yeah it, yeah you know, it's extremely it's, narrow-minded and short-sighted, but unsurprising. Yeah, <laughs> to be quite well, honest. And they were so, and they were so close. Like, I mean, there's a guy that there's a you know a friend of mine and Glenn, you know, Glenn's me as well. He was he was working on the app where we would get the free streaming games every week. Yeah, I remember that. And um and uh, as you know, as part of the Telstra, you know, the Telstra package. Yep. I um, mean, if you if you're a Telstra mobile uh, subscriber, and um. 
then they they scaled that back, and then it was like, oh no, now we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna claw that back, and that's not gonna take place on the NRL app anymore. It's gonna take place through Foxtel and Ko, and stuff like that. And you know, we'll give you a discount for the first year to ease the pain, but you know, you, you're paying for that now. Yep. And now it's just they they were, were in a place like three years ago where they were just they were just on the precipice where they could have fucking jumped over the edge, and had their own amazing streaming platform like consumers of you know NFL and NBA have access to yeah and then in literally in two to three years it's been absolutely fucking gutted back to like the fucking whatever the fucking NRL website was in like 2010 Mm. where it's just scores match recaps highlights that's it it's fucking piss week man it's fucking piss week and look here's the thing the NRL only have themselves to blame do you remember when Dave Smith the actual fucking ex-banker yeah yeah got in a room and derided said, for the fact that he was the banker well said um, hang on a second uh, why is for this TV rights negotiation meeting why am I meeting with Channel 9 and Fox at the same time aren't yeah. they competitors yeah. oh well, yeah but we always just negotiate together fucking good tell them not anymore Tell Nine to bring what they've got to the table. Tell Fox to bring what they've got to the table. And away we fucking go. This is a, a three-way negotiation now. Yep. You know? And and that's and he was fucking... From that day, his days were numbered. Yes. Mm. It's fucking horrendous. Yep. It's done. Um, the perception that, that Nine in particular, to, and but also Fox, own the game, essentially... Yeah, um, they do, and and they they believe it. You know, can you can you look at you know you look at NFL? Can you look at any of the the broadcasters in the states? And I know it's set up differently, but do, could you imagine what the the NFL would do to a broadcaster that suggested or implied or had the inclination that they owned the yeah. game? They would crush I, them. We we would like uh, some some input into how your scheduling works, please. Yeah. You fucking what, mate? <laughs> really? Um, yeah, it's and and the only thing that I'm waiting for is for Jeff Bezos to run out of shit to buy and to go. Oh, there's this fucking dinky sport that's played in in a couple of countries, but it seems to be really popular in this side of Australia. You know, maybe he comes here for a holiday and stays at Redcliffe. He falls in love with the Dolphins. And just to come and fucking offer Amazon money mm. to the NRL. Yeah. Because that, that's what it's going to take to break this stranglehold. And I fucking hope it happens sooner rather than later. Because for what they spent on one season of that Top Gear ripoff, yep. they could buy five seasons of NRL. They could just outbid Fox and Knight. Yep. Stick it on Amazon Prime. There you go. There's an entire yep. fucking demographic captured. Yep. And like it's it's it's, it's piss weak for the NRL to fucking go down this route and fuck it. It's so fucking cowardly and just fucking subservient cuck behaviour. But then to dress it up and say they're doing it in the interest of serving the fans better. Yeah, it's. I mean, fuck, go fuck yourselves. That's it's spin. A, yeah. Oh yeah, but it's just fucking the most cowardly shit yeah but um, plenty of fans would fucking eat it up too right up boys there's let's get our meet, let's get our media Abs- accreditation yeah. 
who's who's going to eat up less content? People would take because, pe- plenty because of people would take be... what the NRL will give them, mate. That, yeah, that's... but there's no, but there's no, but but this is this is uh, this is less. What what you're getting is less out of it. Like there's, it's not like um the NRL decreases the amount of stuff that they handle, and then and conversely, Foxtel and the and and uh, and Channel Nine are going to bump up the the amount of content they produce. They're going to have the same old cunts fucking arguing at each other. Hey, you know, I agree programs. with you. I'm saying they've sp- they spin it and said, you know, we're better serving the fans. Plenty of people will go, oh, the service better. Sweet. And yeah. just keep fucking lemmings, le- you know, being little lemmings. Dumb fucking holdouts from the meat raffle era of mm. club management, which isn't that fucking distant. Nah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can, you can still smell the fucking meat raffles from here. <laughs> we're not that far. We're not that far removed from it. And any any chance that any any attempts that the game makes to kind of you know professionalise itself a little bit more and actually run itself like God forbid a fucking business eventually gets shot down by you know these dumb cunts. And so let's hope we get a generation of educated businessmen <laughs> who who uh, I mean because we're only just now getting rid of the fucking holdouts from the days of when guys were fucking brickies and you know. Yeah, brickies by day, and you know, like, and those guys move into administration because they played three hundred games for a club and whatever. I mean, you know, once once they're all gone, maybe. Tell you what, all my sad feelings have gone because I've just opened up an email. Yeah. About the Penrith Panthers grand final memorabilia. Oh, one destiny poster in my cart. Thank you very much. God. Look at this. Look at this. I'm going to hold it up to the Skype camera here. Look oh, at that's that. fucking stupid. Look at it. Oh, it's that glorious. So fucking stupid. What about it the should be called Incestiny. <laughs> yeah, it should be called Incestiny. <laughs> Excellent, Glenny. Even Jot that down, Nathan. <laughs> yeah, Incestiny. It's, it is possible for a father to hug his son... Without George pelling him. <laughs> but why is he cupping his balls then? Yeah, exactly. And what's happening below where the photo is cut off? That's the question on everyone's lips. Um, no, <laughs> it's on your lips because everybody else would understand that while they are having a firm embrace at shoulder height, both of their Japs eyes are shaking hands as well. <laughs> and that other photo. There's... Like this, Glenn. Like this. <laughs> Incestiny like in the space dock. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's enough for news. Moving on. Can we? Can we also? Can I just go on the record at sure. saying as saying that Tyrone May is an absolute fucking piece of shit. Uh, yes. Who, yes, you can. In fact, it come. It's better coming from you. Who? Frankly. <clears throat> now, look. N- no one's missed it. Everyone's seen it. He released an Instagram post, um, and and it was the the photo of him leaving court earlier in this year after being sentenced after the rat the rat bag scandal. Yep, and he put some Drake lyrics on it. the The idea of best case scenario, right? And and I'm saying this because things are very rarely best case scenario. It is a fucking poorly chosen set of lyrics <coughs> trying to imply that he has learned and tried to grow as a person. Well, I don't even think... I don't think it's implying that. I think he, all no, he's saying... No, that's best case. He's, 
Is it people? People have been, yeah. I mean, it's pe- people have, have put scenario. challenges on him. No, even then, no. I think the best case scenario is not even that good. The best case scenario is saying that he has been had a whole bunch of challenges dumped upon him by outside forces, and he has risen up through them, and and and, and overcome them. Oh yeah, neg- external negativity. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, what what it is more than likely though is at at the same time cast your mind back. One of the comments of the judge was that he was quite obviously not remorseful, and and it's funny. I've got a, a couple of people very close to me um, who who are in the the legal business, and they always say the same thing about fuckwits. They say that it is very easy to tell a fuckwit because they think that they're a special case, and that a judge hasn't seen a thousand people like them before. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm sure that he would have gone into that that courtroom thinking he'd fooled the judge and you know faked faked all his remorse and it would have been a fucking bitter pill when the judges picked him and gone no nah, there's there's no no fucking remorse there whatsoever. Yep. Yeah. It's see it it is the fucking clearest example that we have seen in recent memory as to why it should be the like the no fault stand down policy that's fine yep but what we then need is uh, if if you are found guilty then you are not welcome in the game you may work in the periphery of the game in a capacity approved by the NRL in order to atone for your mistakes such as domestic violence outreach programs sexual violence outreach programs um, community work for disadvantaged communities and victims of sexual violence and domestic violence, that sort of thing. If you choose to do that with your life now, we welcome that work from you in and around the game. But if you are found guilty of something like that, then there is no redemption story for you. You are free to go and earn a living anywhere else you please, but not here. And I've used this analogy a thousand fucking times. If you get done for um, fucking identity fraud then you cannot go and work in the finance industry. If yep. you get done for money laundering, you cannot go and work in the finance industry. You, you, you can't do it. They don't yep. say that you can never work anywhere else, but you cannot come back here. You are yep. not welcome. You know. And so to have that, and then have Tyrone May, who is a fucking passenger all year, Yep. Even in the grand final, what's what's his memorable contribution? Come on, drop a ball. Drop the fucking, game sounds a sniff. Yeah. Um, now, again, I reiterate here that, that your, your abilities and, and contributions as a football player have nothing to do with this side of things. But, but just have the position where he can see this as... And I'm sure it was difficult for him because in his head, he would still be the victim. Yeah. But even to be able to portray on social media that... That oh, um, I've have come to the end of this. I've broken free of this oppression, of of this dark time. I've risen above the. You know? I've, I've I've risen above the haters. Yeah. Now I also don't want to say that one horrendous act in your life, and it was fucking horrendous. That one horrendous act tars you from doing good things and being able to be recognised for doing good things. 
I am by no means saying that his life is now hopeless and that he cannot achieve positive things in his life and he should not try to achieve positive things in his life. But it should not be around the game, especially when it comes to violence against others, in particular sexual violence. It, it just shows such a disconnect from what's important and, and just such a, an ignorant arrogance by the NRL, by the Penrith Panthers, you know, um, what, what else could have happened? It's a, an environment where you are forced to become close with those in your team. So of course they're going to be celebrating with him. Now again, I'm, I'm not excusing them, but I'm also saying, well, what, what are they expected to do? Like in, in that situation? Oh, they, I mean, oh, they, they can celebrate with him, but I mean, when you get direct connections towards his crimes, when when um, when Bill Kickow's on on Instagram Live and someone asks a question in the comment section and says, "Where's the sex offender?" and he gets up and goes and finds Tyrone May, and uh, you know, then Tyrone May just starts dropping m bombs about you know, yeah, how close their friendship is, and you know, it, the yeah, again the. I really, I really think that there needs to be deeper work put into what we do when there is a conviction or when there is a guilty verdict. And again, you, you don't want to flush anyone's life down the toilet. The game, I'm sure, would give them all the counselling available and help with their transition. But this issue is bigger than football. They are rant, rant fucking over. Thank you, you fuckhead for putting a dark cloud over what should have been one of the greatest periods in the club's history. You fucking spanner. Stepdad, you want to talk about uh, some of the retiring class of footballers that we're saying goodbye to at the end of the 2021 season. Yes. Well, they, they call them the, the departing class. And so right. what that means is they're, they're departing from the NRL. Yes. Which I, I guess does mean they are retiring from Rugby League. because they're <laughs> Even if ready. they're going to the Super League. <laughs> well, you know. Mate, what, what did you say? If Like, who, who won the Man of Steel? Sam Tonkins. There you fucking go. Yeah. There you go. The Man of Steel. So, um, also the fucking, the thing here... Aldi Darius Boyd. <laughs> I always get shocked every year when this happens. You, you think about the number of appearances and the, the amount of time these guys have been playing. Yeah. In my head, it seems like no player's ever been playing more than about four or five years. But fuck, there's some careers in here. Uh, like Leeson Armau, 223 NRL games from 2009 to 2021 yep in his position that is a fucking marathon Dal Copley same thing 2009 to 2021 yep played for a lot of the Queensland teams and for the Roosters Boyd Cordner sad one mm. 2011 yep, before his time to 2020 so but he's officially he's announced his retirement this year so he's in that class uh, fuck he jammed a lot of success into a short short-ish career by you know 
regular yeah, that's you know, it. career length standards. Yeah, fucking oath he did. Well, he's, you know, there's how many? There's him. Um, well, you know, obviously Nathan Cleary's done it now. Um, but oh, no, he won't. He won't get the test at the end of the year. No. Will he? Fuck. Um, Anthony Don, 2013 to 2021. One club man, how good. General Soreness. General Soreness from 2009. The official stat is 215 games, but I Finished think... 36. I think that's just the games <laughs> he's in. Um, and if you look at the image of him that the NRL have used from his St. George days, he has just splashed some water on his face and it looks like tears are fucking streaming out of his eyes. <laughs> it looks like someone's photoshopped like someone crying in an, in an anatomically unrealistic way. Yeah. <laughs> so we're seeing someone else get the green whistle there. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jake Friend, 2008 to 2021. Bit of the, um, the Stuart McGill factor there. If he wasn't behind Cameron Smith, probably would have had a lot more rep credit to his name. Did you just use a cricket analogy? I did. He did. He did. Fuck. What a time thought, to be alive. I thought you were saying, I, I, I thought you were, I thought you were saying he's, he's, he got kidnapped by, by his fucking <laughs> by his brother-in-law over a drug deal. <laughs> oh. um, Blake Ferguson. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. R.I.P. Not um, R.I.P. Good Alex news. Glenn. Gone but not forgotten. Well, he's, he's forgotten. He's, I mean, he's I'm not going to forget him because he's, he's a door dash shot driver. Yeah. Fuck no. um, that was fucking horrid. We yep. got a couple of really good ones though, like Sia Soliola. You want to talk about long fucking careers? Mm. Yeah, seventeen years. And um, Blake Green, two thousand and seven, two thousand and twenty-one, <laughs> but only one hundred and eighty-one appearances. Yeah, cancerous little hell. cunt. Fucking yeah. Wow. Uh, Jordan Kahu again before his time, two thousand and thirteen to two thousand and twenty. Isaac Luke has officially retired. Yep. So, same thing. Didn't play this year. Mentally, mentally probably two years ago, but no, because yeah. he, he, you know, look, playing playing a bit part for the Broncos when they win their spoon is no, is no way to remember the end of your career. That's it. Um, not winning a ring and having Happy yeah. Coruscant have two. It's a fucking <laughs> great one. How good. Um, Trent Merrin, who, you know, uh, Will will always have a, a soft place in my heart for helping to keep Matt Moylan's pipes clean. <laughs> and Michael Morgan, 2010. Uh, the Mozzie brothers, obviously. See, Morgan, I mean, yeah, Morgan, I consider him to be last year. Mm. It's saying 2021. Did he play this year? Oh, I'm, I'm sure he pulled the pin. Didn't he pull the pin after last season? Huh. Sure he did. Anyway, he's, he's in this class. Um, the Mozzie brothers. Yep. Josh and Brett. We've sung their sung their pra- sung their praises so, uh, yeah. since the entire fucking duration of this, this show's been running, most probably. Certainly since 2014. Justin O'Neill, who probably owes a lot to Craig Bellamy. Uh, one for you, Glenny. Your brother from another mother, Russell Packer. <laughs> How glad are you? <laughs> I was going to say, what Kurt Baptiste is retiring. <laughs> <laughs> How thankful are you that you get to celebrate this great man's career because Ivan signed him to your club? Oh, look. Russell, I think Russell Packer got a rough deal, to 
to be quite yeah. honest. He got a great deal from the club. They paid him a shitload of money to do three parts of fuck all, but um, never really fit into Maguire's um, way of thinking uh, once he arrived. And, yeah, what? unfortunately didn't. What, what is Maguire's way of thinking? Don't win? Uh, look, I think that's part of it. Um, <laughs> find your why and always be in the fucking game. We know this. Find your why, the but along out. the way, whilst you're looking for your yeah. why, if there's some wins there, ignore them. Fuck. And maybe, just continue your quest for the why. Maybe he should have come to training in a Warriors jersey. Would have won best and fairest. How fucking good. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, so maybe Michael like... Maguire should have shown up to every training session in every game in a fucking South polo. Would have won the comp. <laughs> Well, like one of those grand final winners commemorative yeah. t-shirts <laughs> from after the game. Um, Soliola, 229 appearances from 2005, Nate. You were right, to yeah. 2021. Jesus Christ. Um, Roger Tuovasashek. That's a fucking... Fuck, there's some talent going this year. Mm. I mean, with Zier as well. I mean, you don't, don't, don't forget as well, though, Soliola had, had tons of appearances in Super League as well. Mm. And um, so he's he had well over 300 games, you know, by the time it was all said and done. Yep, yep. And, uh, you know, won a comp over there too. Roger Tuvasa Shek, 2012 to 2021. And that's it. The departing class, fuck, some fucking talent in there. Benji well, announced we, his retirement today we too. we got Benji. Yeah, Benji's the main one. Oh, he's announced it today. And mm. look, yeah, I mean, you saved him to last because, I mean, he's clearly the bright, you know, clearly the, the, the biggest, you know, star and, uh, you know, he's a player that's, you very held held a special place for this show, but uh, particularly with you, Glenny, though. Of course. He's, give uh, us some Benji. Give us give us give us some Benji thoughts, mate. Oh, I think he he put the West Tigers on the map. There was, um, you know, before the. <laughs> it feels at times at the moment like we've come full circle, but um, the, the the first few years of the West Tigers, we were a fucking scrap heap for guys that were going to retire and couldn't find another club or, or what it all you know so-called marquee signings that were at the tail end of their career um benji uh comes along and makes his debut and there's a fair bit of hype around him coming from keeper park and um from the moment he stepped foot on the field in his first game i, I still remember some of the runs and the step and you know blokes that are seasoned veterans and you know some fucking quality footballers with absolutely no fucking clue how to defend him. <laughs> He's there and he just teleports. Um, and watching him develop over the years, um, obviously 2005 um, and what he did that season um, and through the final series uh, in particular, he had big moments in every single game culminating in the grand final obviously with the, the flick pass. And um, yeah, it's a shame that, uh, you know, he's had a couple of exits from the Tigers and I think the first one when he went to rugby, I think Benji was very much ingrained in that players running the club and, and had a, an, an air of arrogance about him and, and how he handled himself wasn't super impressive at the time. Um, and then as is well documented, once he went through the Dragons and, and then the Broncos, um, there was an element of, you know, maturity and age and um, and he came come back to the Tigers and 
you know, he was obviously heading towards the twilight of his career, but he still had some fantastic performances. And I think if he plays for the Tigers this year, he's still probably our best player. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's we've he's copped a ribbing for the the kicks out on the full and the passes into what the is it? fucking. What is it with thing? Tigers players and wearing non-West Tigers jerseys in grand finals <laughs> in twenty twenty one? It's very true. But uh, no, he's um, it's it's a shame with his his most recent exit um, that he wasn't sort of treated better in some ways, or it wasn't handled better by the club given the legacy that he's left there. But um, that is what it is, and he's uh, you know there's a there's not too many players that you can say you know when they're coming up or when they're in their you know bursting onto the scene that kids are watching them and they they want to play like that guy you know there's only a select group of players that fit that category and Benji's certainly one of those so yeah um, some great great fucking memories it it is interesting though how how common that is though like now with with art being being of that age uh Pappenhausen's massive mm. amongst the kids Cleary's obviously massive amongst the kids um, but they, they they've still got the heroes these days um, I think the most flattering thing I can say about Benji Marshall is Benji Marshall actually means to the Tigers what Robbie Farrah thinks Robbie Farrah means to the Tigers yeah so, agreed um, my my biggest appreciation for Benji is how well he copped his dragons exit, mm. uh, because that that was a sliding doors moment, and that was, do I throw a hissy fit and retire and just, you know, never, yep. never do anything ever again, or do I swallow this obviously bitter, bitter pill, and go to Wayne Bennett's team and, for for a role that I understand is, cover for state of origin and to be helpful at training. Yep. You know, that that showed some fucking massive humility, which I think gave him an extra three years in his career. Mm. And Nate, you'll remember some of the comments from Grant Mayer that come back to us when Benji was exiting the Tigers um, during, during that time. And, um, you know, he... You know, knowing knowing that information, he didn't handle himself that great. Um, no, and and the Tigers in the end probably had to draw a line in the sand. Um, but you can't deny what he's done for the club. And as I said, he's, he's he put him on the map initially, and um, it was fucking delivered him a premiership. So, yep. yeah, yeah, fucking legend. My big, my, my, my big Benji memory is when I used to do that Sea Eagles live account on Twitter. I used to live tweet Manly games, and uh, they were playing Manly were playing um, the Dragons when Benji was there, and they, uh, you know, when they when they're coming back, they're going to a commercial break, but they're coming back for the second half of the game, and uh, the commentator or one of the one of the people doing the halftime show said something like. You know, coming back from the break, we're going to have some uh, some um, big news about Benji Marshall, and I and I tweeted out, um, "Well, there's going to be some there's going to be some big news about Benji Marshall." Spoiler alert: he's shit. And <laughs> then 
sports bet <laughs> grabbed a bunch of tweets and did one of those mean tweets sort of episodes like a rip off of the of, of uh, Jimmy Kimmel show <laughs> and they actually had Benji read that tweet out and and he took it very well and had a great laugh about it so I thought oh, yeah I mean if you could laugh at if you can laugh at that sort of shit then you know because some players like they can't laugh about you know like at celebrities they they can't laugh about that shit at all like they you know they they yeah. try and pass it off but they take it you know but he had a he had a good laugh about it so I thought yeah although okay, see here's thing. the thing though you know Benji Marshall's career and and Twitter turning into a fucking cesspool of you know either just toxic or humorless cunts mirror exactly. One th- my favourite new TikTok account this week, yeah, is one called "These Things Shouldn't Match," and it's this statistician who goes and plots all these data points and finds like exactly matching stat curves for things that just have no relationship at all. Like the okay, average, example, yeah, example is the average house price in America. Yep and the average number of blocks of cheese consumed per annum by an American citizen match each other perfectly. <laughs> just the, just the arc a, of the hockey stick or a, whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> so, but no, but like it's through through waves and ups and downs. And so yeah, sen- yeah. essentially cheese was the reason for the financial crisis. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, how do we tie that to Benji? How's that go? How does no, that get tied? <laughs> so so ben, Benji Marshall's career and its prominence has declined at the same rate as twitter.com yeah yeah but twitter hasn't had that 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 late career three-year redemption arc either oh it, it's had half a redemption arc but now it's yeah. it's it's kicked out on the fall today yeah yeah uh to me to me like the the graph of twitter is like a like a fucking lowercase letter n it's just like fucking goes <laughs> up in the middle and then boof, down to zero again <laughs> Uh, absolutely fucking shit show alright let's hit some mailbag questions you guys put some questions in this week's first one coming from Daniel said stepdad's Broncos slash Bennett rant speaks to me and he did like the love heart eyes emoji the donkeys really have become one of the bigger cuck meme clubs at the comp and the signings they've made for next year won't make much difference. Maybe Reynolds aside, how the mighty have forward, fallen. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Thank you. Um, it resonates with me as well. And I would also like to point out that the only people that I've spoken to that don't have a problem with the whole Dane Laurie situation and are like, oh, it's a fucking club he supported growing up just let him support who he wants I don't care as long as he puts in on the field um, happened to be Broncos fans that were cheering for Wayne Bennett in the grand final so you know. yeah I mean we, we remember I said before the game that like one of the narratives you know the potential winning narratives of the game for me I mean yeah because there were things like you know, if Penrith won great I've got tons of friends to support Penrith blah 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 you know, then, but if South win then I've got you know like the triggering of the Broncos fan base by Wayne winning a, a premiership outside of Brisbane again. But I am yeah, so to, glad yeah. you you didn't have that narrative taken away from you. Can you imagine if that happened and they were all like, no, we're actually really happy for you. Like, this is a win for us. This is a win for the people of Brisbane as well. <laughs> yeah. You'll always have a special place in our hearts. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, so you're right. Fuck those guys. I know Ryan. you, Fredo. Ryan says, I just want to throw out a huge thanks to you boys for all the last throughout the year. I look forward to the episodes every week and the banter and interaction with this group is awesome. Keep up the good work, boys, as always. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. <laughs> Legend. Um, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, Dale says, uh, Fury v. Wilder. Who you got and what round? Okay, so he's talking about Fury versus Wilder 3. Nick Fury and- versus Van Wilder. <laughs> sort of except the, the colors of the skins are reversed in this in the in the scenario that's actually happening um and and you remember that the the, the first fight was a, a classic where it looked like fury had just been knocked out and he fucking you know got up off the ground like the undertaker you know uh, from what should have been a knockout and you know ultimately that fight ended in a stalemate um then they come back for the rematch and, and Fury um, knocks Wilder out you know, fairly early in the fight and it looked amazing. So they're coming, this is the third fight. And look, I think that um, while Fury could certainly knock Wilder out again, I think that you would have to assume that Wilder will improve or be better enough. Have you seen the photos of that? For that to not happen? No, I haven't. <laughs> He's looking great. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, like I saw, so I think... I think he'll be he'll he'll be able to to stay upright and while and and while you know Wilder has that kind of you know fucking nuclear power that can you know knock a guy out with one punch he's also done that to Fury and he survived it and so it's it's t- I I don't think that either of them are going to are going to put the other one away. I mean, like you know, Fury is a complete package and everything like that. He can defend himself. He's shown he's got the power to to do the job and he can outbox. He can outbox Wilder, no problem. Um, and I so I think so I think that he will um, that Tyson Fury will win via decision. Yeah, I agree. Is my prediction. Um, look, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Fury, you know, Fury can get him with a big shot, but I just I, he doesn't throw many punches either, though. Wilder sort of loads up, and he does. He's not. He doesn't have that kind of work rate. So if it comes to a points decision, he's not gonna. He's not gonna get it. And I don't know, even though he's got the you know immense power, I, he's he's hit what he's hit Fury with his best, and Fury got up from the dead from that. So I don't th- I don't know if he's going to put him away. So I'm going to say Fury decision. The more you put on, the more you get back. Joshua says, at the risk of sounding like the storm supporters after the last stepdad rant, <laughs> but <laughs> from my perspective, there's a difference between the general cuck Brisbane population slash casuals bandwagoning with the Bennett-led Rabbleos and the actual Brisbane Broncos fans. Just like the Knights fans, who were rightly just as dirty with their own post-Bennett situation, the fact that he salted the earth here twice destroyed any love the fans here have for him. Although a lot of Broncos fans are massive gronks, they support the team with the same energy as the two diehard Penrith supporters mentioned last episode, and hate Bennett. Um, nope. <laughs> I guess everyone's just speaking to their own experience there. Yes, and my and experience I'm glad that, is... And I'm glad you, I'm glad you know uh, passionate Broncos fans, Josh. The, but, all, um, all of the ones that I've had that were, were Wayne Huggers, or Wayne Truthers, are some of the most passionate Broncos fans you will ever encounter. Like, the the only thing that stops them from having Darren Lockyer's face tattooed on their foreskin is is time. So, like, as soon as there's a public holiday. (laughs) 
So, yeah. So, right. Yeah. Uh, another Joshua. So, uh, he talks about the white powder again. Why don't Why don't they just say it was coke? What 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 white powder could be a better alternative to cocaine? Is it just so the fuzz don't get involved? Yes. Yeah. I think it's exactly so the fuzz don't get involved. Correct. It does. It sounds stupid to 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 every person that sees it. I mean, while it protects them kind of legally by not admitting to coke and they weren't tested, so that it's you know they can't say it was. It sound they it, of course it sounds stupid to say white powder. Yeah. But they don't have to say anything else. There's no test. Although, then, then there was the other thing, though. This is what I've thought. Now, any any legal legals on the in the listenership, please fucking correct us here. But even if they said that they believed that the substance was cocaine, or they were informed that the mm-hmm. substance was cocaine, um, or if they were drug tested and found to be positive for cocaine it would be hard to prove that what was in the bag is cocaine. Whereas in Reese Walsh's case, the bag would have been taken by the police and tested forensically. Yeah. To, so that he could have been prosecuted and said, this is cocaine. Or Reese Walsh was just talking non-stop and, and not shutting up about his fucking, his um, eyebrow and eyeliner regime and they just realised, yeah, this cut is <laughs> gacked out of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask the copper to start a business with you. <laughs> Give us your email address. Fucking. <laughs> Next time you come over to Auckland. Are you on LinkedIn? Let's connect. Uh, oh, we've met those guys, haven't we? Oh, um, <laughs> that is a, That is a full-time for episode 439, folks. Thanks for listening. As always, uh, to find links to our various social media communities, Patreon and more, head to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links. If you'd like to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend, bring them in as a group on, on Facebook as well. And, uh, of course, you can find our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Nation. Come join the fun. Additional episodes and, adep- and episodes continuing all through the off-season of the main main show. And just with that, thisweekinleague.com forward slash links link. Up there, there will be an additional link uh, later this week for the 2021 Twilly Awards. They'll be up there by the end of the week, by Friday, I would imagine, uh, which will give you... Uh, a full week to vote and uh, with the Twilly Awards being uh, on Friday week which uh, just opening up my calendar now to figure out when the fuck that is that would be the 15th of October so it'll be on the evening the 15th of October probably kicking off around 9ish I would imagine uh, 10 uh, now daylight savings in place it'll be 10am for the daylight savings states 10pm sorry for the daylight savings states and uh, yes I look forward to those as well and uh Look, we may in the Facebook group there may there may be some questions asked over the next day or two, just in terms of uh, some nominees for categories and things like that. But uh, I'd say the first place we're going to be doing it is in the Patreon. Give those guys first crack uh, at some of the categories where we do need a little bit more input. But uh, expect those to be live uh, by Friday night, giving a, a a week, if not more, to vote. Sweet Fantastic. as. Right, fellas, that is all I have the episode any any closing words no easy greatest no. greatest premiership winning season of all time um, 2022 will be the defence of the greatest premiership of all time so I can't wait to remind everyone of that um, I appreciate you guys telling me that you forgot so easily so I will be sure to to help you remember that sort of helpful individual I am great 
great. I can't wait for that. But uh, oh, and also going forward, are we agreed that the, the Sunday episode this week coming up with your Q and A extravaganza? Yes. All right. So there you have it. The Sunday episode there will be mailbag opened, and we'll probably open it up tomorrow and fill it up, folks, for Sunday Q and A spectacular, and uh, that one will take us through into the Twillies to end our season. I just hope to, I just hope to one day be as happy as Dane Laurie looked in that car in his Penrith jersey. <laughs> That's all I have. <laughs> all right. Uh, see, see you on Sunday. Later. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.